Well, my name is Rowan Mackey and I'm here today with Francesca and Stan, who are an amazing couple who I've already learned so much off and am looking forward to everyone out there, you all learning something off today. So Francesca, do you want to start by introducing ourselves in terms of, I know you guys have been married for a very long time, do you want to start with exactly how long you guys have been married for? We've been married 54 years. Wow, that's uh, incredible. As we were just saying, you know, in today's day and age, as someone of my generation, that's very admirable and impressive. And Stan, what do you both do? I understand that you both work together as well. Yes, well, Francesca's a psychologist. I'm a couples counsellor and we both work out of the same premises and occasionally we actually work with a couple. So there's four of us in the room and that gives couples a different perspective. Oh, awesome. And how does that go? I imagine there would be some challenges along the way in terms of working together, the both of you, but you two seem to navigate it really well. The challenge is to stop kissing him during sessions. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's super cute. That's, oh, I'm sure that's a, a difficult challenge at the best of times, Francesca. <laughs> no, we are very affectionate and we show it. And, and it's often good for clients yeah. because they, do, they don't normally see that stuff. Absolutely. We're not traditional counsellors. They, they think yeah. that we've just kind of met and just, you know, which is great. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, I know from the, the short time that I've known you, your love is radiated from each yeah. other and I'm sure that will come across today in the podcast. So do you want to just maybe start a little bit about why we're here today in terms of the podcast? What do we want to bring across to everyone out there? Well, from my perspective, I want people to have hope that I know it sounds like a cliche, but love does conquer everything. I know that's Chaucer and all that kind of stuff from way back, but it does. And if you can find the blocks to your loving and work through them, then you get so much love and give so much love. I mean, what can be better than that? Very true. isn't anything better than that, but most of us do not know what's blocking us. So... What we want to do is help you recognise the blocks and show you some steps to work through them so that you can have more loving connection. Certainly. And Stan, I know the term you can't heal what you can't feel is something that resonates with the both of you. Do you want to just describe a little bit about what that means to you? Well, because as Francesca said, we all have blocks. We often stop ourselves from actually allowing the feelings to come through. And when that happens, we tend to regress and we react. Instead of recognising what the feelings are and dealing with them. So when you regress and react, that's the beginning often of an argument. Because you're not dealing with the here and now. Certainly. And as you say that, the first thing that strikes me is that it might not necessarily be the easiest thing to do at all times, but it seems to me that if you can gain a bit of understanding about even that as a concept, even about, you know, regression and what you're regressing to and why, it seems that that's a, a really good start to helping get through some of those reactions. So Francesca, do you want to just tell us about I believe there was a event that happened between the two of you recently <laughs> that, that may have led to a little bit of conflict. Yes. So this <laughs> happened about three weeks ago where I went to the football, as I do, because I'm crazy about football. And when I came home, I said to Stan, 
are you? And he was telling me he didn't feel good, this, that and the other. And I said, gee, you really look terrible. At which point he said... I said, thanks for rubbing that in. Yeah. And as soon as he said, thanks for rubbing that in, I saw red. A, I don't rub things in. B, he's not normally sarcastic, right? So I felt really hurt. I'm sure a lot of you can, you know, recognise feeling hurt by something that's said. So what I did was I walked out of there in high dudgeon and went to my room and sat there and thought about things for a while. That's usually a good idea rather than immediately reacting in kind. And so I came back downstairs about 20 minutes later and I looked at Stan and I sort of stroked him on the head and gave him a hug and I said, you know, to me you look like a forlorn little boy. Point his eyes welled with tears and he started to cry. True. And that enabled me to really get it off myself, if you like, and then start to relate to how I knew Fran was very loving and caring. And from her perspective, she was able to give me that love and connect with me. And I was able to get into myself and recognise what I was doing. I had not been very well that weekend and had felt bad that I couldn't be available for my grandchildren. So I felt guilty. And I turned that in on myself and started making up all these stupid ideas in my head that I was wrong, I was bad, I was just not available. And indeed I wasn't available, but they didn't mind. They, it was more important to them that I would look after myself. But because I was brought up in the way that I had to be responsible for other people and I had to come last... That's where I went to. I went back to childhood. What strikes me about that is that's such a almost profound journey in, in such a short period of time that you went through there. But I suppose the first thing is that that's such a, a normal thing to go through in some ways in terms of having a little bit of conflict at home and it seems, you know, making a defensive comment. I think I can relate to that, you know, <laughs> maybe even in recent times, Stan. So oh, I think that's something that is so normal. But you alluded to some almost deeper things there, even related to childhood and things like that. Do you want to give us a little bit more of a sense of, I suppose, how they relate to your story in terms of why that came up for you at that time? It's the feelings that he had buried. So the first one he got in touch with was guilt. The second one was abandonment, and he'll tell you more about that. But when we don't know what we're feeling, we put them on the other person. So the anger that I got belonged to someone else in his background that he'll tell you about. That's why it's very important to feel something, otherwise you dump it on your partner and nobody knows what the hell is going on. So there's a really good thing. If it's hysterical, meaning a big reaction, it's historical. That's a, yeah, what a, yeah, what a nice phrase there. If it's, if it's hysterical, it's historical. That's, uh, yeah, quite often such a a good clue, I think, at times, if you're getting really emotional about something. But you also touched on something there in terms of, like, it seems that something that you both do so well and is such a feature of that story is 
that you both almost turned towards that feeling. There wasn't a sense of, you know, going away from it and almost, say, having a drink together and then, you know, 20 minutes later it's it's forgotten but no. not necessarily, say, buried in, in the distant past sort of thing. So what is that like for you guys? Because you two seem to have that in spades as much as any couple I've come across. So in terms of that, I suppose, turning towards the feeling, is that something that always happens naturally or are there particular ways that you find it easier to connect with those emotions? Mm. Well, we've been practising a long time, right? And for most people, when they're not used to doing it, it doesn't happen easily or quickly. Most people, when they have major differences or arguments or fights or whatever you want to call it, will either shut down and disappear or they'll go... Yell. <laughs> yell, throw things, whatever. Everybody's got different reactions. Because we practicing for a long time how to get over this stuff, and we're by no means immune to it, as you can see. No couple is. But we're more honest about it because we've learned that this is, that's the best way to deal with it. You can't just ignore it because it just festers and builds up. Yeah, yeah. And I don't let things go. To be honest, yeah. I'm probably the first one to go, okay, what's going on here? Let's take a look at this. What are you feeling? What does it mean? Right? And I'll do it with myself too. Mm. It's not always Stan. Um, because my family was very emotional. His wasn't. So I'm more comfortable with uncomfortable feelings. Yeah? Um, Stan's more reasonable, which is dead annoying. <laughs> dead is appropriate. <laughs> It was. Well, he he was attracted to me because of my emotions and then he tried to calm me down and make me as boring as where he'd come from, which, of course, I would resist. Okay, so that's another important thing in couples is that what attracts us very soon detracts us. Oh, I love that about you, but, oh, don't be like that. <laughs> so that's a very interesting and I think a helpful battle the couple should have rather than just giving in, right? So I don't mean necessarily fight. A battle is learning and working through the difference. Hysterical is historical. Go find, go and mine what's going on underneath all this because what's on the surface is basically bullshit. Absolutely. Out of date. Yeah, very much so. And I suppose one of the things that strikes me about the way that you two speak is, you know, in, in some ways... People can have a range of childhood experiences and, and it's all relative to some people and or it's, it's all relative to ourselves. And, you know, knowing a little bit about your guys' history and, and past, it's not as if, I suppose in some ways, they're maybe objectively difficult circumstances to connect with and to look towards and to have to even you know think about on say a practical level but it's not as if you guys haven't gotten to a situation where you guys have almost say transcended the pain of some of those things mm. like what really strikes me is that you know the example that you two set could be set for almost anyone because as I say like it's all relative but it's not as if you two haven't gone through some quite substantial difficulties so do you want to just maybe speak to that in a sense because I wonder if there could be a sense of maybe people thinking, you know, I don't want to think about my childhood because it's too hard or there's too much in there that's painful. But it seems that you guys have been able to transcend some of that feeling. Well, I think it's necessary because if you don't do that, 
you're not going to heal anything. It, it, it all comes from stems from childhood. Mostly. Well, almost everything does. Yeah. The, the big stuff, mm. right? And if you're not willing to look at it, how are you going to fix it? And you've got to update it because it's no longer applicable. Even though it was relevant and applicable, then you had no choice mm. as a child. As an adult, you do have a choice and you can decide, I'm not going to feel that anymore. It's not easy to just say that. It's easy to say that, but it's not easy to do. You have to work at it because a relationship is work. It's an effort. And fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything worthwhile in life takes effort. Certainly. Of course, of course. So... We both have a similar wound of abandonment, right? <coughs> Stan was sent off to Wales because it was the war in England and he had asthma, right? So it was all for good, but, you know, as a four-year-old, he wouldn't have known that. I was put into a children's home. I would have been about under two years of age. This was after the war, probably because my parents couldn't cope with me and they were refugees, Right, so I think for me, and I believe for Stan and for most of us, avoiding the past is avoiding a goldmine of important information and it's, you know, muscle building. Who, who we are is a result of having survived and perhaps even grown through that. Well, that's all, all fascinating and I think so interesting and so true. And there's something in... The story that, that you said at the start that I think is so important and so fascinating, but Stan, you talked about knowing Fran's essence in a way, in terms of you knew that she wasn't someone who would be, you know, belittling to you deliberately, that's, that's not who she would be, you know, I suppose to her core in terms of, yeah, I suppose overall, in a broad sense, that's not her intention and you're able to recognise that. I suppose how over time have you developed the idea of what is that essence of each other because as you say like you, you've both had in some way you know difficult childhoods that were significant <coughs> things to overcome but it seems that what you've both been able to do so well is to gather each other's almost essence to be able to recognize and hold on to so that when you do go through some of these conflicts which might be more minor or I imagine at times more major but it seems that a big part of that story that you mentioned was recognizing the essence of each other and so I just wonder if you could let us in a little bit about the process of, of coming about how to, to recognise that in, in each other? I think it's about being open and prepared to, and I have to say that in most cases, the initiative for that comes from Francesca. She is much more in touch with her feelings than I ever was, because I was never allowed to express feelings as a child. And so usually the initiative comes from Francesca, as she said before, she said, come on, what's going on here, really? And she addresses that to herself as well as to me. And once she does that, it opens everything up. And I just know that's not who she is, that negative stuff that I was talking about. How it works <coughs> for me is if I'm upset with Stan, which I was in this occasion, because I remember thinking, he's not into sarcasm. So the question I say is, come on, who is he really? And as soon as I do that, I melt because he's got the biggest heart and generous soul. Like for him to be sarcastic, it means that I've touched some wound in him. 
but it's not who he really is. It's a wound. So essence is over time that you open and get to know each other. That's the real person, not covered over in defences, meaning protections, right? And, you know, it's not all beautiful, it's not all ugly, but it's real. So essence is who we really are. And when you know a person's essence, it's hard to be angry or to stay angry. It's, I would say it's impossible. Absolutely, that's it. That's such an important point, such a, a beautiful point, I think, too, in some ways. And I suppose the other thing that I wonder then from that is, you know, it strikes me that the process of navigating some childhood issues that, that may be beyond memory at times could be a really difficult process. What was that process for you two in terms of, was it something that maybe happened all at once where, you know, maybe you, you went on a holiday or you're able to speak to someone, no. say get some primary information, or is that something that you almost chip away at over time with each other? I can tell you a very short story about, it's the story about the fridge. Oh. You know, this was a long, long time ago. Like, we'd been married probably under 10 years. And one day I opened the fridge and I really lost the plot because for me, in my perception, there wasn't much food in there. Stan had never seen me like that. He wondered what the hell was going on. Why did I lose it? And lose it meant I started yelling and crying. And I'm not normally like that. Well, maybe at the football, but normally I'm not like that at home. I'm reasonably calm and rational. Anyway, so hysterical, historical. So I think I went and spoke to my parents or I was having my own therapy. It turned out that as an infant I nearly died of starvation. So what this taught me is a phrase that I've used called feeling memories. So when a big feeling comes up that doesn't seem related, because there was stuff in the fridge, But I had this huge overreaction, which means a reaction over and above what's current. It doesn't mean a negative like people when they say you're overreacting. So that's the hysterical is historical. So I got back something very important, which was I didn't consciously know that I nearly died. After the war, my parents were running from country to country, You know, I was a baby and my mother was busy. She was a wet nurse. She was feeding all the other babies. She forgot about me and I nearly died at six months apparently. She came back to me and they had to revive me. Okay, so I've always got food around me. (laughs) I don't go without food because my body remembers those emotions (coughs) of almost dying and that is a fear state. Okay, so... Would I rather know that about myself? You bet. So next time I open the fridge and what I see in there to me isn't real food, like, you know, cheese and eggs. To me, that's not food. You know, I want a proper steak. (laughs) So I get it. So if it's not all there, instead of yelling and having hysterics, I'll say, oh, darling, um, I think we need to go do some shopping. Right? Or, gosh, I'm hungry. And he knows I'm horrible when I'm hungry. I'm like a three-year-old. He, you've got to feed me, otherwise I get the hangries. But we understand where that comes from. So that feeding is done with love rather than, oh, God, there she goes again. Right? Because in my essence, I'm not an angry person. I'm actually not. I love to understand and I love to love. And that's it. Very simple. And he knows that. Yeah? Mm. And you're not that different. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I think, again, that's a such a, a relatable story in terms of, I think, something that we can all relate to, have come across that, you know, maybe feeling of frustration that we have with a loved one. And it seems to me that what you two have been able to do so well, if we almost come back to that story we were talking about at the beginning in terms of, Francesca, when you went to the football and Stan, you made a comment about that, like it seemed... Francesca, you went away and thought about that almost immediately. And immediately, it seems what you did was try and both of you get to the bottom of that situation. And, you know, it seems from what you've spoken about with, say, the fridge and having food in the fridge, maybe another step that you two have in your sort of relationship process is to, say, put a a system or a process in place to help maybe, you know, recognise that and ensure that that comes up maybe less or or not again. Maybe it's impossible to ensure that something never comes up again. But it seems to me that that's a little bit about your guys' process in terms Mm of maybe if I was to do that, I think it would maybe take a little bit of time to even calm down and and start thinking about, Uh you know, what... I could do to get over that situation but what you guys are able to do so well is to immediately start thinking about Mm. the the solution once you recognise the problem. Another great question is how old do I feel? (laughs) That's a ripper. How old do I feel? It's usually around five or three. (laughs) That doesn't mean that's how old I am but that's how old I feel. So there's the clue. It is so interesting and yeah I, I think that's a comment we hear so often is you know you you grow up and, you know, I'm, I'm in my late 20s now and I'll tell you what, not much feels different to your late teens but but on the surface a lot is different. I think that alludes to exactly what you're speaking about there, you know, we're, we're the same person through and through and, 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 yeah, these themes I think allude to that. So, well, well, thank you for chatting with me about all this today. I think the thing that stands out for me is that the way that you two unpack such a common problem that everyone comes across, there's so much in it. I think for everyone else in terms of recognising maybe some things within ourselves, and and uh, I'm certainly looking forward to hearing more from you about this process and maybe some more stories about how you've gone about navigating some of these difficulties which come up in every relationship. But, but yeah, you, you two both seem to have a great process. Thank you. Thank you.